gonna skate to one song, one song only. Make some noise. Yeah. I can't deny up. That's what you promised me. I thought it was baby. Hey guys, so today I'm going to talk about how how I want to fund my own companies vis-a-vis what's the standard understanding of, of funding in the current startup market right now. So the Forge Collective, Forge X, for me is something I want to hold private and used for like the next 30 to 50 years. For me, it's it's a machine that allows me to deploy whatever strategies I want, to build whatever technologies I want, and market whatever products I want. And in order for that to happen, I need to have a community, I need to have a team around me, I need to build this for a very long period of time. And raising funding isn't something that really works because investors will always want something else in return. And which means that I virtually have to grow this business from like zero all the way up. And that's kind of a daunting task. But then again, that's the price you have to pay if you want to have ownership over your own, you know, your own creations. An issue I have with venture funded businesses is that uh, very much like how your corporations will be subjected to the to the public markets when you IPO is the same deal right which means that I technically have to build a service oriented business that can last for the long term while being involved in running like multiple other companies at once I don't know whether that's possible at this current juncture right now but I feel that that's where my direction has to be in order for me to do what I need to do for the long term and I think me saying all this will draw a lot of flag because people always feel like dude you know you you know, there's, there's this phrase that I, I heard by Lightspeed Ventures and they say that startups should only do one thing. You know, they can only do one thing. And I always wondered whether that extended to founders or to people who created those startups. And I think the answer is that it depends. It depends if you are really able to find the right team to surround yourself with who can allow you to triple down your strengths and, and, and support you you know, the areas you suck at, basically. And I've personally done this and I've seen people who do it too, is that you just scramble in and you don't realize where you're good at and where you suck and you try to do everything and you end up basically fucking up really badly. You know, uh, we need to realize our own limitations and we need to know what we can really do and what we can't. That's just the smarter thing to do in the end. You arbitrage your own strengths so that you make the organization as strong as possible. That's what I did uh, back in 2010, that's why that organization went on very, very well, ended very strongly, right? But apparently I've not uh, been doing that for the rest of my ventures, primarily because I've always felt that um, when the money conversation comes in, when I'm not able to pay people enough, I feel that I'm asking too much of them. But ultimately, in the end, it's not so much that. It's more of the value this experience can provide a person and whether or not the person is willing to help. Because if they're willing to help and they believe this is something that can provide value for them, you could very well arbitrage that uh, value enough such that you can go and get money. You know? So that's just uh, one point of view that I just wanted to talk about. Something I realized. Also affords me clarity on what I want to do with my life and why I'm starting uh, Forge. It's because of my 
incessant displeasure with university and and formal education as a whole. Being young and being out there and seeing, working with many different people, you know. I work, I've worked with ex-CEOs multiple times as their right hand. I've worked as an intern for a VC. I've worked for consultants. You know, I've worked with scam lords. I've worked with the real deal. And it seems to me that the overall conclusion all the time is that formal education is kind of broken. Or rather, it does not prepare you uh, for the real world as much as most people think it is. And people buy into that fucking fantasy, right? They fall in love with this whole romantic idea, you know, that when you get that piece of paper, it's supposed to define you for the rest of your life and open all the doors possible. But I mean, if I am really realistic and I sit down and be the most pragmatic person possible, I would not judge somebody based off that criteria. Instead, I would like to see whether or not they can do their job, right? So it does not matter whether or not you have that piece of paper. You go in there, you open the door, and you go, and you run. And if an organization needs me to have that stupid fuck shit, then I would not want to be in that organization. Simple as that. Primarily because of the fact that I'm completely unconventional, and I do experiences to learn, not so much to climb political ladders and play stupid fucking games with people because I don't have time for that. You know, and this is not what I do. I'm not okay with it. It causes me no small deal of distress. And that is why, you know, even if I were called for a interview in a top bank or a top institution or even to a top tech company as just a staff member, you know, I wouldn't go. Because this is not me, it's not what I am good at, it's not where I can contribute, it's not my best suit. But that's me, you see. Which also means that I am destined for a life of chaos, a life of intense, intense work, a lot of risk, right? So I heard a phrase today that said that asking an entrepreneur what risk is, is like asking a human being what oxygen is to them. You know, it's just not something that you would think about. It comes with the territory. It comes with being who you are. It comes with being me. And that's just the price. Or rather, it's not even the price, right? Now, one thing that really pisses me off is how everybody seems to think as if it's some fucking problem or that I have some fucking problem or that I'm just being really difficult or that, you know, there's just something wrong with me when I think the truth is not necessarily that. I'm just more experienced. I've just been out there more. I just have different dreams and aspirations for other people. In fact, I think my aspirations and dreams are a lot more deep. You know? Like, the standard person, right, you go and ask them what they want to do. All they want to do is earn money and get a good job and be secure. And does that constitute a happy life? Like, seriously? Fuck that, man. You know what I mean? Like, some people are just absolutely simplistic in their points of view. And I see it happening all the time. You see all those fucking zombies in the MRT every goddamn day. You know why they're zombies? They gave up on themselves. They gave up on themselves and they justify their own stupid bloody lack of courage, right? With like, oh, 
uh, that's the that's the safest path. That's the best way forward. Pisses the fuck out of me. Which reminds me of this other guy that I used to work with, right? He's so fucking narrow-minded that all he can do every single goddamn day is not understand what I am saying. There are some people out there whose perspectives are so narrowed out that even if you tell it to them to their face, they don't fucking get it. Is it their fault? I don't think so. Lah. I, don't think, I don't think it's their fault. But at the same time, it just goes to show how the standard Singaporean views the world. And it may not even be Singapore, right? It may just be like the entire Asian cultural thing or even the world cultural thing. It's just human beings in general. I think it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of like willingness to suffer to follow the path that your heart calls for. It does. Like, for some people, it's really scary because the other alternative actually means a lot to them. But to me, the other alternative never existed. Ever. I tried lah. I mean, I tried for like two weeks, right? I'll be miserable for those two weeks and then after that, it dies. Like the dream of being some stupid corporate little fuck does not work on me. And I am lucky that way because then it makes it so much easier to pick this choice right now. For other people, it's just... You know, I mean, some people really love the corporate life. They like the politicking. They like, you know, the security of it all. The ego that comes along with the little games that they play with themselves. And the swanky officers. And the nice brand name. You know, when actually all you are is a glorified little rat running for your... For your corporate lives, right? I've got a lot of issue with that. But so what? You know, you can say some people are really happy. It's quite a good job. Nah, I don't think so. I, I think that life is meant to be lived with intention and it's meant to be lived with passion. And you need to know where you're going and why you're going. I guess it's kind of a hot topic now because uh, many university graduates are out of jobs, right? They can't find jobs in Singapore right now. And they ask me like, hey, you know what? What's going on? You know, the job market is fucked up, man. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, dude, if you don't even know what you want to do with your life or if you've not spent time exploring those things for yourself, how can you expect yourself to know what you want? Right? And like, there are those you know, super fair-weather entrepreneurs, I would say. Because the truth is that there is no failure if what you are doing right now is what you love. Like, you get it, right? Like, if you really love the process and you really love the grind, you love the day-to-day shit, you love problem-solving, you love looking at things, working all this kind of shit, then, then the journey in and of itself is kind of the reward, you know? The fight itself... The process is what you're looking for in the end. And that's what you love. And when you think of it that way and you when you really feel it that way, then it does not become a burden at all. Versus some people, they are just really focused on the end goal. And when you're too focused on the end goal, you end up missing everything else and you end up missing all the learnings that you can get. And in the end, you just run. I've, I was like that for a while, right? But you see, that's why I started 4 because I wanted to provide a context, a real-world context for people to come in, 
to learn about three different disciplines, right? Entrepreneurship, technology, and the, me- and the media space to see whether or not they wanted to further themselves in those areas. And then I would find a construct and build a certain environment, ecosystem, for them to explore those things in a way that was furthering. You know, not... I'm not the same. This is not the same as some any typical coding school out there where they want you to join them for like two, three months to do some stupid fucking boot camp and then you fuck off. No. That doesn't help you at all. Right? This thing is a 20, 30 year, 40 year long venture. And it's supposed to, to, to be a safe space, a community where you can always keep coming back. Most people do not have the luxury of leaving their lives for 16 weeks just to do some stupid, you know, course. And I think that this is idealistic and unrealistic. And have you all heard of a recent closure of a coding school? They had invested millions into it and they fucking closed down. Why? Because they were unrealistic in understanding the consumer's mindset. They didn't know what people would be okay with or not okay with. And this is Singapore, man. People are not going to leave their jobs. So instead, what we do is we provide an easier, safe space for them to come in together with a strong ecosystem backed by multiple partners. And then from there, you allow them the room and the freedom to explore and play and move at their own pace. No doubt there'll be those who are faster and those who are faster will set the tone. That's how it works. And I cannot come to expect, um, you know, a super large following immediately, but that's just the plan and I think that this is very viable it's something that I always wanted for myself and especially in terms of the entrepreneurship space that's why I always uh, leave my comfort zone I always try to find uh, mentorship you know like when people say that they want something with all their hearts and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get there I generally tend to not believe them Unless they're really crazy about it. Because for me, I know this is the thing. Why? Because there was once, when I was 17 years old, and I was a lot fatter, someone whom I thought was an, could be a good mentor for me, well, told me to lose 10 kgs of weight and get back to him. You want to guess how long it took me to lose that 10 kg? It took me a bit more than a month. Okay? And I went back to him. I said, yo, dude, I lost the fucking weight. Now you got to teach me shit, man. All that time I wrote virtually multiple emails again and again and again to somebody on stage that I thought was far out of reach. I wrote that guy like two essays and then I kept spamming his fucking email and I went online. I went to search his email. I found his handphone number. I text the fucker. You know that? Turned up, turns out the guy is now the head of the EDB of a Southeast Asian country. Right? Or how about those other million fucking times I put my ass out there to meet different people so that I could find the right opportunities for myself. You know, it's not the hardest thing to do when it's what you really care about. You will really go the distance because that's just who you are inside. Whereas there are some people who find it really, really difficult to do that. 
you know and then when you find it so hard to do and you're not driven or compelled to do it you don't feel excited you don't feel a sense of like you're, you're going to jump off a fucking cliff right then you know it's not right for you let me give you an example for me when I go to school I want to die I feel like I'm in some fucking crazy circus right full of fucking crazy you know overly competitive people I'm not shy to say that that's the reality of the situation in Singapore is that everybody thinks that, you know, the degree is going to be your way forward and without it, da, 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 all that. Come on, spare me that shit, right? And so I knew that going through university that way was not right for me. And I see some people trying to do the entree thing and they fucking like try to kill themselves doing it. I'm just like, it's not right for you, dude. You got to know who you are. Maybe it's better off for you to do something else. And then after that, I have friends who go through the standard route, you know, who have this, who have so-called the perfect life, right? Um, employment in a top, like top-ass company in the, in the industry, right? Number one, number two in the space, you know, being chosen out of like tens of different interns in a highly competitive program. And the fucker will come and tell me and say, hey, Fred, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Well, duh. You didn't fucking explore your life. How the fuck are you supposed to know? <sighs> I feel like I keep repeating myself. Like, I'm just saying this same old bloody story again and again and again. But I don't know. It just bothers me a lot. You know, it really does. Especially when I think about how how the entire system sort of like perpetuates this kind of a mindset which then perpetuates it again and again and again and so on and so forth and it just becomes this really toxic really unconscious space right and and that's it you know people don't live life the way they can they don't live the best way they should which is for themselves and with their own you know, thing, their own projects, their own passions. And instead, they listen to everything else that's really so easy to say. Like, oh, don't you think that it's really risky? Or, oh, you think it's so easy? Ah? Or, oh, huh? You haven't get a job yet, uh. huh? You haven't finished your university yet, uh. huh? So many years already haven't finished, ah. Uh. Other people got job already, ah. Uh. I don't know, guys. This kind of a thing really just gets me going it's been getting me going since 7 years ago it still bothers the shit out of me right now because people don't fucking change right they still tell me the same fuck shit they still ask me the same fuck shit back then we were 17 years old now they're 25 and they tell me the same fuck shit they say hey what should I do ah? this shop good or not no lah, 
I'd rather stay, you know, uh, take the safe path first. Uh, we'll see. Or elders will come and tell you, hey, those people taking those standard paths generally tend to be wiser, you know. They're definitely the smarter one. That's the smartest and most important path to take. Based off what? What fucking evidence do you have that they are happier, will be more successful? Absolutely nothing. It's a goddamn romantic propaganda bullshit thing. How many people in their corporate jobs right now are happy? Do you know of any? Truly passionate, engaged, happy, learning, earning good money? Or are they usually fucking struggling? Like dogs. Choosing a life not of their own choice. Look, I'm not saying that like doing a job, you know, is wrong. There are certain jobs that fit certain profiles and I have no doubt that a lot of people can be really happy and really successful at what they do. But all I'm saying is that a life unexamined is not worth living. You know? Just like a job unexamined is not worth doing. And it is sometimes inconceivable for me to understand how some people just follow the fucking standard route. I can't get it. And then there'll be small flashes of inverted commas, learning, and then they relapse again into the safe path. Oh, better not la. None of my business la. No la. The world is crashing la. I don't care la. None of my business. The poor person on the street is none of my business. You know, the guy beating up the other, beating up the girl is none of my business. Huh? The poor intellectually uh, disabled girl getting random bruises in their workplace. None of my business. The person being hung for no reason. None of my business. Seriously. It's just apathy, you know. Apathy to even your own circumstances. And... Like, I know this is a podcast and it's like public and shit lah, but oftentimes I'm just being really honest. You know, I could try to adopt the more PR friendly stance and be more positive about it all, but I mean, what time is it? It's fucking 2am. I have no energy to put up a front and like, you know, mince my words, right? <sighs> and this is why education, technology, entrepreneurship, and marketing are so fucking important to me. 
This is why I care. Because I've seen it. I've been fortunate enough to have mentors, opportunities, have inspiration struck me at the right time so I made the right moves out there for a long enough period to know without a doubt what the truth is. I am clearly still on my journey and I have so much to figure out and so much to learn. But it is a journey full of excitement. It's a journey full of wonder. Where sometimes you feel like a kid again in an absolutely new world with new people and just so many new things you never knew could be done. You see, there's a lot of new in there, right? And I just think that that's the way people should live their lives. Not out of fear, really, not out of fear. If I could have one word to describe the standard Singaporean person, I would say the word is fearful. When someone approaches you and wants to talk to you, you flinch away in fear. When you are asked to express your emotions, you flinch away in fear. Have you, have you guys ever seen some of those people who are so catatonic? Catatonic meaning that they are like single emotion, right? Like they're like emotionless block. So catatonic that when they smile, it looks like a grimace. They're like, Ugh. you know? They're like baring their teeth at you. There are people like that. A lot of them in Singapore. In the mornings when you go out, you see all the dead fucking zoned out faces staring out into nowhere. You know, a lot of people like to make the whole survivalist conversation. And a part of me is not sure whether what I'm about to say will be very controversial. But I'm going to say it anyway. My family's current situation is not the best. Okay? Suffice to say that it is actually in quite dire circumstances. Some people would call me irresponsible for pursuing what I truly care about in life. But I beg to defer because what I'm saying is that even if your family's circumstances are a certain way, when you follow your passion and what you're really good at, the opportunities that you get afforded, the monetary rewards and the success that you get will far outstrip the actions you take because of fear. It is love over fear. Always. Always. And I can't get it. You know, people running after holidays, two weeks a year, at some stupid fucking country, or people running after that big fast car, or running after that dream life that they are told by the media is their dream life. But that is the problem, you see. If you do not 
delve into yourself to find out what your dream life is, how the fuck do you know that that is your thing? Just because a lot of people are attracted to it, and just because it appeals to your most basal mechanisms, it's supposed to be your dream, it's supposed to be your life's work, your passion, the reason you exist or are put into this world, fuck bitches and make money? Is that it? Made your whole year in a week two, yeah? Come on, man. You think you're a fucking star boy? This is just not realistic for most people. And what grinds my gears even more would be the asiakias or the fur type. Those really rich children who squander away the massive potential that they have. That gets me going, man. But I guess, once again, it's a tragedy of the comments. Instead of using their money to create more value in this world, more joy, more happiness for, for people, instead, they use it to buy fucking Hermes belts. They use it to buy this fucking flashy watch. Some fucking shit that you don't fucking need. And then they perpetuate this bloody goddamn story on Instagram. And then they influence other people to want to live that life. The bloody doctored piece of shit life. You know? Eh, you don't even dig. It's just so fake. And just so shallow. And it gets me the fuck going. It's unbelievable. And people wonder why they're unhappy with their lives. Holy fuck. This really gets me, man. Like, And then you have the whole universe and the whole world telling you, you know, that following this, following that is wrong and this and that and everything. You know who you should listen to? You should listen to yourself. Listen deep down to your heart. Completely honest with yourself. That's where you really get your answers. Not from your parents, not from university, not from God, oops, so sorry, not from any other external source. It must come from within you. That is where your answer lies. And that is where all your salvation lies. At least that's where I found mine. You know? And knowing all this and seeing all this play out around me in university has been a very painful affair. Because I get like triggered. You know? I see all these things happening and I cannot interact on that level. It's just not who I am. And then, you know, parents will tell you, hey, Fred, you know, you should, shouldn't forsake all these connections that you make. You know, it's, it's, 
in the future they're gonna be someone you know you never know it's a connection that you had before and then you'll be able to do business and network with them blah 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 it might be true it might be true but let me ask you this if I spend so much time going to parties playing and just being a typical university student would I have been able to explore what I truly love to my heart's content I think the answer is no so that's just the cost right How many university students are able to say that they've created a solution that is going to be adopted on a regional level of a top 100 MNC? How many of them have managed to pitch billionaires, raise millions of capital, consult companies, etc 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 and definitely more to come I'm just getting started right it's just the price of living the life that you really want to live and it's the price you have to pay because a lot of times all those relationships that you make out there they tend to be shallow AF let's not fool ourselves here right if there's no context, if there's no real emotional connection, no value alignment, then that relationship is not going to last. It's just going to end up as a, hi, I knew you during, during a period of time in my life, and bye, that's it. And then you spend hours and hours of your life, you know, nurturing those relationships. It doesn't work out. Unless, of course, you really, really, truly enjoy doing those things, then sure, by all means, power to you. You know, those who really know me know that if I switch on my personality, I can make friends with virtually anybody I want. But it's not about making friends with random people, right? The more important question is, how are you really living your life? And then people come and tell me, oh, I wish I did not grow up. Oh, I don't want to grow up. Can I remain a child forever? Why do you think that is the goddamn case? Right? Why? That's because people don't accept their own passions. And they are just living in denial trying to run away from their lives, not having the courage to jump in, not mustering enough courage, not spending enough time delving into who they are and what they need to do for themselves. So they end up as goddamn pieces of driftwood floating around, getting fucked by anything that wants to fuck them and saying that, hey man, that's life. Really? I thought we were made in the image of God. 
I thought humans were like the most apex of predators in this whole goddamn world. All of us have the, the ability to like pursue what we really care about. It just pisses me off that people don't. So yeah. Anyways. This really lays out a lot of my frustrations and anger about my situation, about Singaporean society, and about what's really going on. We are truly an unhappy people, unfulfilled, no culture, and we have a long way to go before we truly create a loving and inclusive society. And because I think that's the best way we could live life, I'm doing what I can to build an institution that will help make this happen. Peace. Sinatra, yeah.